Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we'd go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Coming up on the Behind the Mic Podcast, as we say goodbye or aloha to the Pro Bowl, we trace the history of the All-Star Games in pro football history. You're behind the mic with Michael Neal Jr., Okay, it's Tuesday, and today, I'm going to be honest with you, I will not be before you long. So this is going to be more of a sermonette for you churchgoers. NFL historians and lovers of sports history, welcome in. This show is for you guys and gals. Again, it's cool if you already know this stuff. Just remember, there's somebody else that does not. This show is for those who don't know as much about NFL history. So we are here to do three things. That is enlighten, teach, and learn. This is the Behind the Mic podcast presented by Billy Up Sports. The Billy Up Sports podcast network, bellyupsports.com. You can catch my show especially, as well as all of our Billy Up show lineup on Spreaker. That's our home base. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, YouTube. A lot of those great and famous and popular streaming uh, or listening apps and platforms. So let's just get right to it. Week four is in the books. Great Monday night football game for those who are 49ers fans. We'll get to that in a second. Week four has been wrapped up. Now let's go into the rundown. All right, Thursday night football. Of course, we know what the whole story is. It was, it, it's about Tua. Tua, Dolphins at the Bengals. The NFL and the NFLPA, they're expected to agree on a new concussion protocol You know that would take effect in this coming up week. So basically, um, you have more... Uh, the flashlight is on every team that has someone who goes into concussion protocols. And, I mean, sometimes it just takes you using your eyes. I mean, the guy could barely walk on his own a week ago. And then he bumps his head in the same spot five days later on Thursday night. And he's his fingers is is all just you know contorted and everything so i mean that meant yeah probably shouldn't have been playing his brain and everything else his body has not had time to heal up and 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 really (laughs) there's been no time to do anything to recover and so yeah the Bengals won the game 27 to 15 i mean that right there that i mean great congratulations to the Bengals. but i mean the story was tua tua went down again in this what six minutes left in the second quarter and it was ugly, and we saw all Sunday long that you had a couple of players. I mean, uh, Shaquille Barrett for the Indianapolis Colts. He ended up going to the protocols. Even the Tampa Bay game uh, Sunday night, they had, uh, it was Cameron Brait. He catches a pass over the middle and runs it to a teammate, and yes, he went, apparently, after the game, 
Uh, eventually, he went into concussion protocols at halftime, but he wasn't complaining about his head. He was complaining about his shoulder. And apparently, symptoms had popped up. And it's like, hey, you know, maybe you know, you're not playing anymore this, the rest of this game. You, know, you had a, a list of a bunch of others. Uh, we'll get to that, uh, a couple of those. But anyway, I mean, good win for the Bengals, but we're still praying that Tua recovers. I mean, he's doing fine. I guess he's back home now. He did spend uh, some time at the hospital there in Cincinnati and boom, bang, pow. Um, hopefully, these teams can use their eyes. Uh, don't have to depend on uh, independent spotter. Coach, look, players do they do want to play. When, when they get knocked down or knocked out, they want to get up. I remember telling my wife about uh, a couple of the things that happened to me, and this just in high school. I remember hitting the guy so hard I couldn't see and I couldn't smell for a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's scary. That's scary. I've suffered a couple of things. It's probably why I can't remember some things at times. But anyway, off to Sunday, jolly old London, Vikings at Saints. We had football for breakfast, and I'm glad that I missed that injury to uh, the rookie safety, Lewis Seen. They had a compound fracture in his leg. He had the first of two procedures. He may have had his second procedure by now. I'm not sure. Um, but prayers up for him. Ouch. The Vikings at the end of the game, I mean, Justin Jefferson, he scores the go-ahead uh, uh, go ahead touchdown. And then um, well, he scores a touchdown, on, on a rushing touchdown. He caught 10 passes uh, that day. And um, after the Minnesota's kicker, Greg Joseph, he gave them the lead with 24 seconds left in the game. It was 28 to 25. And then Will Lutz, who kicked a 60-yarder on his last. I know the guys in London, they love seeing kicks, right? Uh, after he kicks a 60-yarder, the previous one, he double-doinks a 61-yarder. Ah, almost, almost. But, I mean, not bad when you're missing your starting quarterback and the ginger ninja himself, uh, uh, the, the, the red rifle, as no, known as Andy Dalton, is leading your team. And then there's also no Alvin Kamara. He's having injury issues this year. Ugh, it's not going to be a good year for him. Um, was, hopefully he can get back, but the Saints, they, they really need him. They're really needing him right now. Um, but uh, there it is. Uh, Vikings hold on the lead uh, to win the game, 28 to 25. Titans at the Colts, we get to the noonday games. Look, Titans, you blow another lead, almost, almost. You won the game, 24-17. And you, you have the graphic. Look, when Derrick Henry carries the football, I think it was 25 plus times. I think they were like 30 and eight or something like that. No, uh, 25 and one or something, something like that. The number was like that. And they, they were 30 and eight when he carries the football at least 20 plus times. Feed the robot the football and put some more points on the board. Can't be a first half team forever. It's going to bite you. It's going to bite the Titans. I live here in Nashville, it's going to bite them. And again, the Titans D, they save the bacon of the squad, force fumble Jonathan Taylor. Think he's gonna play this week again. Uh, Shaq, uh, uh, Shaquille Leonard, he runs into a teammate. He's concussed, so he's out again. He just got back. So the Colts, they're, they're reeling right now. They are really reeling. Uh, Derrick Henry, you have to give him the football types. Jets at the Steelers. Okay, people at my job, they know I'm a Steelers fan, and I'm sure that you guys know that too. If it's your first time listening, is it? Okay, well, yeah, I'm a Steelers fan. Um, I'm not a myopic fan, okay? I, I, I can see things. 
you lost to the Jets. Mike, your team lost it. I mean, look, the Jets get paid too. I mean, <laughs> they're not playing for free. Those guys get paid to play too. And Pittsburgh at half, they trail 10 to 6. And Mitchell Trubisky, he gets benched in favor of Kenny Pickett. Everybody loves the backup quarterback. I mean, outside of the two rushing touchdowns, I mean, Pickett, uh, he, I mean, he looked decent. He threw three picks. Uh, one of them I did not see because I was I was watching the game through red zone. The first interception that he threw, he throws the deep ball, and my man Chase Claypool, it comes right off his hands. Tip drill, all right? The last interception, the third one, was on a heave hole at the end of the game when the game was already, you know, pretty much in hand. Don't tell Appy State that, but it was already in hand and we lose the game, 24 to 20. I mean, what, what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to say? <laughs> and they lost the game. They lost the game. Browns at the Falcons. Again, you know, still the Steelers fan in me. Thank you, Falcons D. Anytime anybody else loses a game in the division, I'm personally happy. Uh, but the Browns, they didn't, they, they had a chance. They were driving to try to, to to get a game tying field goal because they were only down by three. And, uh, you know, Jacoby Brissett throws the pick. So, I mean, that's what happened. Cordero Patterson, he goes down with an injury. He's on the IR. That's going to hurt one of my three fantasy teams. Uh, the, the kid is, is the man is doing doing some great things out of that backfield. Uh, but uh, Arthur Smith, they're, they're having some, some things there offensively that they're really adjusted to because it's really a rebuilt offense. No more Calvin Ridley right now. They they draft Drake London out of USC, and I mean you know things are are clicking somewhat. Um, Kyle Pitts is not getting the football nearly enough, and all the love that I have for Marcus Mariota, I need him to play better. I mean that's just me because I'm a fan of Marcus Mariota. Period. Point blank. Falcons they still win the game 23 to 20. Patriots at the Packers. I'm guessing the Patriots will be running the football a little bit more in the future brian hoyer he suffers a head injury so he's out and of course we know about mac and cheese mac jones he's already on the sideline now my son is a freshman at western kentucky right now and he totally missed the bailey zappy led offense that was pretty fun but he's now the starter for the new england patriots going forward he actually had the first touchdown pass by a rookie quarterback this season bill belichick no matter what you have to say about him the dude coaches his butt off he coaches his butt off there's no way that he was supposed to be at that point tied you know actually having the lead and having the momentum they were up 24 to 17 before a.a ron went a.a ron and throws the touchdown pass to the rookie dobbs i keep wanting to call him dudes but yeah they tied the game at 24 so i mean the Packers, as far as they're concerned, Aaron, you got the bad Aaron in the first half. Four completions and a pick six in the first half. Second half, you got good Aaron. 17 of 24, 207 yards and two touchdowns. Drove the Packers down. They got the game-winning field goal. Mason Crosby, very dependable. And Aaron Rodgers, he actually, in that game, he did get his 500th touchdown pass in his career. Only the fifth player to do that in NFL history. He trails only Brett Favre. Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, and Tom Brady. Commanders at Cowboys. We talked about Cooper Rush, you know, a lot today at work. I mean, the guys 4-0 as a starter. But I have to warn them, and it's not, it's not, uh, we're not 
future tellers. Okay, I'm not a, a, a gypsy or anything like that. But, I mean, that's great. Yeah, the first Cowboys quarterback in history to go 4-0 in his first four starts. Whoopty freaking do. I mean, but at the same time, you have to note that there are other quarterbacks that have opened up and done pretty well in their first couple of starts, and they're not around anymore. I'm not saying that Cooper Rush isn't serviceable. There's that word again, serviceable as a quarterback. So, I mean, he did well enough. They won the football game. If he keeps doing that going forward, he doesn't necessarily have to be Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers. I mean, just lead the offense. Don't turn the football over, but pick up first downs with your arm when we need you to. That's basically the, the, the gist of it. You know, if we need you to run for a first down, okay, but just don't turn the football over. He did that, but then too, it was the Washington Commanders. I mean, Carson Wentz, yeah, they're one and three. Washington is one and three. It's not looking good. I, I thought it was going to be okay, but he can't have him keep having these one touchdown and, you know, two interception type games. Um, it's just not going. It's not going to work. They can't even run the football right now. And I know. Not only do I just pay attention because I love football, but because uh, Mr. Gibson is my starting running back. Okay, I need Mr. Gibson to run the football a little bit better. Yeah. Seahawks at Lions. Man, it's been said over and over again on Sunday after and even towards the end of the game that Lions football games are very exciting. I know Lions fans would rather be on the winning end of these games, but even without two of their best offensive threats, Amon Ross St. Brown, and then uh, Mr. Swift, and running back was absent as well because they both were still nursing injuries. I mean, they lost the game, what, 48 to 45 or something like that? 48-41, 48-45. Back and forth game with the Seahawks. So, I mean, that, that it was, it was congrats to Seattle. But know this, the Lions, they're just hard to kill. They like that cockroach. I hate saying it like this, but they like that cockroach that you step on and you put the paper on, you take the boot, and, and whether it's on your foot or in your hand, and it won't die. It just won't die. They're fun to watch. And they will score on you. The D needs some help. I mean, Rodrigo, he can't do it by himself. Lions, Hulk Hogan, you got to get some more defenders in there. Rashad Penny, he had a beast of a day. And DK Metcalf, he needed a bathroom break. Yeah, he wasn't going <laughs> to. He said that clinch walk, it was too far. He wasn't going to make it. Bears at the Giants. To be fair, Justin Fields, he's learning a new offense. But still, that offensive line is Terrible. All right, Terry Blake. Five sacks. Five sacks. Giants, on the other hand, Brown Dayball, he's pulling a Bill Belichick type coaching job, at least, uh, let's just say, for at least one game offensively. They had to go Wildcat. You lose Daniel Jones to an ankle injury, and you lose Tyrod Taylor to a concussion. He can't go back in the game. So Daniel Jones has to line up at receiver and just stand there because he's got the plays coming into his helmet, right? Hey, look, yeah, we're going to go left, we're going right. And it was Saquon left and Saquon right. And the Wildcat th th rushing the football anyway. That was like the last seven minutes of the game. It worked anyway. They ran for 262 yards. The Bears, you guys are hurting. Uh, anyway, it, it was kind of a comeback week for, for some teams. Let's start with the Jaguars at the Eagles. Last week, the Eagles welcomed Carson Wentz back, right? 
<laughs> not really. This week, it was their old Super Bowl winning head coach, Doug Peterson. He brought his Jags in there. They were up 14 to nothing. Things were going well in the first quarter. And if only Trevor Lawrence didn't have five turnovers. The Eagles scored 20 points in the second quarter, and they didn't look back. 29-21, the victory, and uh, a rain-soaked mess. But the Eagles get the W. They are still the final undefeated team in the league at 4-0. <laughs> uh, where's the uh, party hats? Bills at Ravens. Now, this one had everybody scratching their head and has all the ESPN, Fox people, and the radio guys all talking, right? Buffalo's down 20-3. They tied at 20. The Ravens drive all the way down, what, inside the five, fourth and goal. Instead of kicking the field goal, they go for it. Jordan, Jordan Poyer, you know, safety for the Bills, picks off Lamar Jackson for the, I think it was the second time. He picks him off again. I understand that John Harbaugh trusts Lamar Jackson, and he's trusted. The point was made uh, after the fact that, okay, you want to go for it? Yeah, yeah. We got this stuff on camera. You have the audio. Let's go for it on fourth and one. Let's go for it on fourth and whatever. Th that game, I mean, it was like, what, four minutes and some change left. You do have a Hall of Fame kicker, Justin Tucker. Just kick the field goal. But he didn't trust his defense. He didn't. He didn't trust his defense. And <laughs> next time, you know, well, the next thing, you know, the Bills, uh, they go down and they win the football game. But this is the second time they've blown a 17-point lead this season. That is not good. That that Ravens defense is not the old Ravens defense. This is something else. Something else. Chargers at Texans. Ho-hum. I mean, the ribs of my fantasy football quarterback seem to be working just fine. Uh, I know it was the Texans, but thank God. Also, not only for Justin Herbert, but for Austin Eckler. I have both of them on my fantasy teams. Eckler scored like three touchdowns. 34-24 uh, win. For LA, Cardinals at the Panthers. Okay, the Panthers, they were up 10 to 6 at the half. And then they got outscored 23 to 6. Yes, Sam Darnold, if, if he was healthy, would Baker Mayfield still be in there? Probably not. Baker is regressing. But then, too, I mean, you would think with a nice, strong running game, and let's be honest, that that offensive line, and, and um, even though it's Christian McCaffrey standing back there with him, it's not the same as Chubb and that Cleveland Browns offensive line and <laughs> uh, the go along with um, Kareem Hunt. So I mean, it's just not working out right now. So they'll be looking for a quarterback soon. It, we'll see what happens in the future. Broncos at Raiders. Raiders finally get off the schneid. Yeah, they got to win. Um, so if they're... they're the Broncos offense, they finally moved the football and they're scoring multiple touchdowns in the game. That's great. But running back right now is not looking really good. It went from looking strong to looking really weak. You got Melvin Gordon fumbling for the fourth time this season already. And that last one, he coughed up, <coughs> returned for a touchdown. Uh, no, that was not Cliff Branch. But Javante Williams, he tears his ACL and his LCL. So that's not great. Nate Hackett and Russell Wilson, yeah, they want Russell to cook, but they're going to come up with another recipe. I don't know what that is, but they better have something quick. Sunday Night Football, Chiefs at Bucks. So what's it going to be this week? Do they miss the cheetah or not? Do the Chiefs miss Tyreek Hill? Or do, you know what I mean? Now they look great. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> the score was a little worse than it actually looked. It was 41-31 Chiefs. 
Um, but the Buccaneers, they finally put together some drives and put some touchdown passes in there. They abandoned the running game, just totally, I think, what, at half? It was the lowest rushing total that Tom Brady, as a starting quarterback, you know, that his team has had. Negative three yards, I think it was, at the half. It, that was that was pitiful. It was pitiful. They're in trouble. I think they're in trouble. I really do. I really honestly think that the Bucs are in trouble. Still early. It, it is. Just, just be fair. Monday Night Football, Rams at the 49ers. I had one of my buddies, he, he tried to tell me that, you know, that the game was, uh, yes, I'm talking about you, Carlos. <laughs> he was he was trying to tell me that you know that the um, uh, that the 49ers they didn't they did not play the Rams. I mean, what? <laughs> did you watch the whole game? That's what I asked him. Did you watch the whole game? Oh Lord, yes, that's right. Uh, Kyle Shanahan he has had Sean McVay and the Rams number for quite a while now. Yes, okay, we know about the NFC Championship game last year in route to the Super Bowl champions that they turned out to be uh the rams they did beat the 49ers in a tight game even then i mean it's a anytime they get together it's a really really good game it really is now jimmy g he's seven and one against the rams it, that's including the postseason um and then one loss was in the nfc championship game and they haven't the rams haven't beaten the 49ers in san francisco since 2018. Huh? wasn't much of a game last night 24 to 9. it was that 49ers defense, man, um, Matt Stafford is sore today. And that Cooper Cup and Matt Stafford come, it's not working. They, I got up this morning and I thought, they are really missing, really missing uh, OBJ. And they're also missing the left tackle. Yes, Whitworth, they're missing him. They're missing even the guy that plays for the Bills right now. They are missing Von Miller. Those are pieces that you cannot replace. They have not replaced. So, anyway. Um, well, of course, speaking of, um, you know, the end of seasons, the Pro Bowl as we know it, yeah, it's history. And speaking of history, we'll talk about its genesis and what came before it. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash teamready. Okay, so at the end of this season, uh, there is going to be no more Pro Bowl game. The tackling has been taken completely out of it. Let's just put it that way. It's flag football. It's going to flag football. Why? Why is that? Simple. Nobody watches it. And not only that, that's not the only reason. The players, they don't really take it seriously. They don't. And there are people for years that when they're selected, they don't go. Mostly because they're trying to avoid injuries. And I'm talking, I'm not talking about 
the Super Bowl, you know, guys that's going to the Super Bowl because we'll talk about that too. But even when they're selected, they're, they're not going. They turn it down. A free trip to Hawaii, bring your family. You know, it's, I mean, it's just not, uh, it's, it's not appealing to them. At least at the time, it wasn't not appealing to them. And I think it's the same way now, even though that the game has been moved here to the mainland. And just think about the fact that the fans couldn't really attend as well. So that's really a, a, a big thing there. Yeah, people were watching it at one time and then they're not watching. I remember rushing home on that Sunday after the Super Bowl, you know, that week later, I think it was. And wanted to see those guys in their own helmets and then the, either the red or the blue NFC or AFC you know, Pearl Bowl jerseys. I remember rushing home trying to see that game. Um, I didn't know any better, and I don't know. I, I, I don't think that they were treating it thin like they treat it now. But guys are trying to avoid injuries, and, you know, of course you get that, that chunk of change, Super Bowl winner and Super Bowl loser. Same thing with the Pro Bowl. Thinking one time it was like a $45,000 check if you won, 22000 if you lost. Still some good uh, spending money, you know what I mean? But uh, they, people don't watch it anymore, and and the interest has waned. It's nothing like it used to be. And who, who remembers the 2006 Pro Bowl? Bills punter Brian Mormon tries to run a fake punt, and then Sean Taylor of Washington just absolutely decletes him. All you seen was the bottom of Mormon's shoes and the ball flying out of bounds. Mormon, <laughs> yeah, I mean, got up and congratulated him for the hit. I mean, he got up after laying there for a minute and his leg kind of stuck up in the air. <laughs> Go watch it. Go, It's actually on YouTube. You can YouTube it, man. It was great. But um, they played that a long time. But, I mean, the players, they don't want their free trip. All right, so what are the changes? The changes is basically it's going to be a bunch of skills challenges, which is kind of what it was before. But they're putting the 7-on-7 seven -seven flag football game, no tackling, offensive linemen. Uh, they aren't involved, but they'll be involved in skills challenges. Uh, and the other thing I read is that they actually are required to attend unless they have a medical issue. How many doctor's notes are going to get written for this thing? I'm, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. Um, there had been a ratings drop. As a matter of fact, the 2021 was the the lowest rating since the 2006. Uh, since 2006, that Pro Bowl game when Mormon got knocked upside down. This is according to Emmanuel Morgan of the New York Times. But I mean, it's come a long way. Um, and it, at once it, there was some pride and some um, some some chest thumping to, of being invited to the Pro Bowl. But how about the genesis? The genesis of the entire game itself. There are other games that were played before the Pro Bowl was actually made official. <laughs> but uh, that there was a starting point. And it kind of goes back to the guy who was the, uh, the, the idea man behind the All-America Football Conference. Ark Ward, excuse me, Arch Ward. I always say his name wrong. He was the columnist of the Chicago Tribune. Uh, the NFL champ, this was his idea. The NFL champ would play against the college all-stars. This is back in 1934, the year before. This is the same man uh, during the World's Fair. Uh, that's when these games were being played. He wanted uh, and got it, got it started even still to this day is being played, the Major League Baseball All-Star game. He got that started. That was his, his idea. Now, according to ProFootballHallOfFame.com, now, the brainchild of what was then the NFL All-Star Game 
This was the brainchild of three guys, Hall of Fame owner, George Preston Marshall. Hey, he did do something right. Uh, LA Times sports editor, Bill Henry, and promoter, Tom Gallery. It was an exhibition game sponsored by the Times and a charity as well. Its proceeds actually went to the Salvation Army. And the game, of course, it was sponsored by the LA Times. The game would feature the NFL champion against not college all-stars, but a team of professional football all-stars. Now, the first one was off of the 1938 season. It was played in January of 1939. 1938, the New York Giants, they were the first of those NFL champs that would be playing in this All-Star game. They were 8-2-1. They just beat the Green Bay Packers 27-13 to win it all. And that first game, again, it took place January 15, 1939, not Wrigley Field in Chicago. This was in Los Angeles. The All-Star team, again, uh, wasn't all NFL players. The two other squads that they plucked from, were from the LA Bulldogs and the Hollywood Stars, two other semi-pro teams. The All-Stars were led by co-head coaches Ray Flaherty and uh, of Washington, excuse the term, the Redskins, and Gus Henderson of the Bulldogs. This is quoted directly from ProFootballHallOfFame.com. The Giants actually trailed in that game 10-3 late in the third quarter. They ended up winning the game. After tying the score with a 32-yard touchdown pass, then they kicked the game-winning field goal after a muffed punt by the All-Stars. They won 13-10. The Giants did. The game would continue until 1942. Of course, there was a little bouncing around because a little special event, uh, a worldwide event, was about to occur and actually had just gotten started. The Packers, they, they played in the 39 game. The Bears in 1940 and 41. Um, and actually, the 41 game, these games were supposed to be played in Los Angeles. The 41 game was actually played in New York at the Polo Grounds. The All-Stars actually won the last game in 1942 against, of all teams, George Preston Marshall's Washington football team. And this one was played at Scheib Park in Philadelphia. Those last two seasons, those last two years, actually, uh, those games were moved to those cities because of travel restrictions that were due to World War II. And those restrictions eventually led to the cancellation of the All-Star Game altogether. But then, the summer of 1950, I think it was June or July, uh, the summer of 19, well, of course, it was June or July, it brought in a new format between the two conferences, uh, the American and the National, okay? The All-Stars, they were selected from both conferences. And from January of 1951, all the way through 1972, it was dubbed the Pro Bowl. And it was played in Los Angeles, sponsored again, this time by the Los Angeles Publishers Association. The first Pro Bowl was won by the American Conference, 28 to 27. Ooh, tight game. This was January 14th, 1951, and it was played in the LA Memorial Coliseum. And then at the same time, there were some other all-star games that were being played a little bit before and after this. The All-American Football Conference, their final game in its history occurred down in Houston. If you listen to my old AAFC uh, series, we talked about this. The Cleveland Browns, they won all four, and then they actually lost to the AAFC All-Stars in what was called the Shamrock Bowl. Okay, down in Houston, they lost 12 to seven. In the AFL that started in 1960, they had their annual All-Star game from 1961 to 1969. It was East versus West, 
until 1969 when it came to the NFL. And then after the AFL-NFL merger in 1970, the game was dubbed the AFC-NFC Pro Bowl. There were multiple locations used between 72 and 1980. You had Texas Stadium uh, down there in Irving, Arrowhead in Kansas City, the Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans, the King Dome in Seattle, and then Tampa Stadium down in Florida. Then, for the next 30 years, the game was played at Aloha Stadium in Hawaii. So that's what I was used to growing up. Uh, and of course, the game was always played post-Super Bowl. And at one point, they decided, you know what? We're going to do this thing a little bit differently. And this was in 2010. It, was in, it ended up being played the week prior to the Super Bowl. What did that mean? That meant the Super Bowl participants were not going to get to play in the Pro Bowl game. Even though they were selected, they were dubbed Pro Bowlers, but they had to have some replacements, right? I mean, so if you were Peyton Manning or Drew Brees that season, then you probably didn't play in that game because <laughs> you was playing in the Super Bowl. Um, at Sun Life Stadium, the home of the Miami Dolphins, as a matter of fact, that's where it was played. It was back to Hawaii from 2011 to 2014 and then again in 2016. You had other cities like Phoenix and Orlando where the Pro Bowl was hosted. Back on the mainland, again, it was probably a lot better because who can afford, not a lot of fans could probably afford to go to Hawaii. Certain fans can, but I'm sure that it's better. Even if you don't go to the game itself, it's great to be in and around the skills uh, the skills competition, right? I mean, down in Hawaii, that is a serious vacation So for a lot of people. Um, in 2021, you know, I think it was, uh, of course, that was the, the, the COVID year. And I think they did a Madden tournament. They, they made the selections with, with Madden. But the uh, at the end of the 2021 season, it was actually played for the final time uh, at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas in 2022. So the team format and selection, you know, it's fluctuated between players from the AFC or the NFC, the American, the national. And then they were mixed at one point. They just mixed them all together. You had Jerry Rice and Deion Sanders uh, as team captains selecting whoever they wanted to. <laughs> and then uh, you also have to remember that the general way they selected was that it was going to be players and coaches. They were, they were going to pick the, the pro bowlers. That was the players and the coaches. Now fans are involved. They get a third of the vote. So that's how it goes. Skills competitions, yeah, precision passing. I think threading the needle, fastest man. Which what was that? Uh, Michael Parsons actually beat beat everybody. He beat Tyreek Hill. Beat the cheetah, man. Fastest man, the best catch. Then there's the dodgeball, and of course you got flag football games, which is that's something that uh, the NFL has always been. Well, not always, but they've been pushing for the last couple of years, and with the kids involved, they even had uh, you know some. Um, kind of like uh, NBA All-Star Weekend type stuff too and you had other players that were involved and the, talk about injuries the worst injury I can never talk about obviously if anyone's a football fan you have to remember Robert Edwards he was that great running back out of Georgia I think he ended up with the New England Patriots and uh, he tore every ligament in his knee and his career was never the same I think that happened back in 1999 2001 i think he tried to make a comeback or whatnot but it, it, it was it he had nerve damage and everything i still remember hearing about that man it dude need yeah that was not good ouch 
But again, yeah, that final Pro Bowl, it was played, and that, that was it. February 6th of this year in Vegas, Titans head coach Mike Vrabel, you know, in the AFC, they won a shootout, 41-35 over the Packers coach Matt LaFleur and the NFC. So I guess we'll have to enjoy what is now being called the Pro Bowl games. Y'all enjoy those uh, skills composition, uh, competitions. That's what we have left, skills competitions. Y'all enjoy those skills competitions. That's it. References, thanks to ProFootballHallOfFame.com. Uh, this one is actually an article from that website. Birth of the NFL's Pro Bowl came in 1938. This dated 10-21 of 2020. Also, ProFootballReference.com, ESPN.com, NFL Knicks' tackle game from Pro Bowl. This written uh, by Emmanuel Morgan, September 26, 2022. Also, rarenewspapers.com, Timothy Hughes, rare and early newspapers. That was on the actual 1939, uh, the first All-Star game. That was cool to even look at. CNN.com, finally, NFL Pro Bowl facts, September 26, 22. This has been the Behind the Mic podcast presented by Billy O Sports. Of course, I am your host, Michael Neal Jr. The Billy O Sports Podcast Network, BillyOSports.com. Go on it, click on it, read the stories, listen to the shows. You can catch them all. Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. You better listen to my show or I'll find your house. I'm out. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.